Chapter 32. Bradley paid close attention as Mrs. Ebel taught arithmetic. He nodded his head every time she said something that he already knew. Once he almost raised his hand to answer a question, but he lost his nerve. Nobody else gave the answer he would have given. I knew it, he thought as he nodded his head. He had spent recess in the library reading My Parents Didn't Steal an Elephant by Yura C. Lasso. When he was leaving the library, Mrs. Wilcott stopped him and said, You were reading, weren't you? Yes. Good for you, Bradley. Good for you. He smiled now as he remembered it. It's because of Carla's book, he thought. The book was his lucky charm. As long as he had it with him, it seemed like nothing could go wrong. His black eye was all gone, too. When the bell rang for lunch, he put his arithmetic book away, took out his lucky book, and walked to Mrs. Ebel's desk. May I please borrow the hall pass? he asked. She let him have it. He knew she would. He was holding the magic book. He walked to Carla's office. Just as he was raising his fist to knock, she opened the door. Bradley, what a pleasant surprise. You want to have lunch together? he asked. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I have to go to the principal's office. What's the matter? Did you get in trouble? he joked. She didn't laugh at his joke. He shrugged. She shrugged her shoulders, then headed toward the principal's office. Maybe she really did get in trouble, Bradley thought as he watched her go. It's probably because she doesn't believe in rules. She must have broken one without knowing it. I should have warned her. But he wasn't too worried. He couldn't imagine anything bad ever happening to Carla. He walked through the auditorium and outside to the playground. He sat down on the steps outside the auditorium and ate his lunch. At least he had her book with him. That was almost as good as eating lunch with her. He didn't read while he ate. He was afraid he might accidentally spill food on the book, even if there was no such thing as accidents. Colleen Varigold walked by. Hello, Colleen, he called to her. She stopped and looked at him oddly, then walked away without returning his hello. Bradley didn't mind. He had said hello to Colleen because he knew Carla would appreciate it. He felt Carla wa was watching over him, and it didn't matter that Colleen didn't say hello back because in his heart he heard Carla say, Hello, Pratt Bradley. It's a pleasure to see you today. He finished eating, then opened the book. Guess what they've done now? They wallpapered the garage. I told you they were crazy. Whoever heard of anybody putting wallpaper on the walls of a garage? Purple paper with yellow polka dots. I don't even know how they got in there. The garage has been locked shut for months. The lock was broken or something, so nobody could get in. At least I'm glad they finally got it open. It was beginning to smell pretty bad. You could smell it from the driveway. Now it just smells like paste. I can't wait until my parents get home and put an end to all this craziness. Their trial is next week. They have to be found innocent. I mean, if they stole an elephant, I'd know about it, wouldn't I? Where could you hide an elephant? Look, he's reading, said Bobby. I didn't know he knew how to read, laughed Curtis. Bradley looked up. He was surrounded by Jeff and his gang. He can't read, said Brian. He just looks at the pictures. They all laughed. What you reading? asked Russell. Bradley closed the book and slowly stood on the concrete steps. Chicken chalkers, said Dan. Andy bounced a basketball. Bradley glanced behind him. Doug was blocking the door to the auditorium. What's the matter, Bradley? he asked. Hey, chalkers, what's the name of your book? asked Robbie. 
He looked at his book, then stared defiantly at Robbie. Let me see it, said Robbie. Bradley clutched it against his chest. No matter what, he wasn't going to let them harm Carla's book. Ah, come on, Bradley, be a pal, said Robbie. I just want to see it. Curtis chuckled. Robbie stepped up toward him. You can't read anyway, he said. Give it to me and I'll read it to you. He reached out and rested his hand on the book. Bradley jerked it away. "Uh Uh-oh, I think he's getting angry, said Brian. I just want to see it, said Robbie. Again, he reached for the book. Bradley held it under his left arm and against his chest. He made his right hand into a fist. Robbie backed away. Jeff, he called. Come on, Jeff, teach him a lesson, said Dan. Jeff stepped between Andy and Curtis. All right, said Curtis. Hold on, said Andy. Let's let him get off the steps. The boys backed up. Bradley, clutching his book, walked down the concrete steps to where Jeff was waiting. Do you want me to hold your book, Bradley, said Andy. Bradley glanced at him. Don't worry, he said sincerely. I won't hurt it. Bradley handed Andy the book, then looked back at Jeff. They stood on a patch of grass and dirt and faced each other. The bruise around Jeff's eye had turned brown with a greenish tint. Jeff raised his fist. The other boys formed a circle around them. Come on, get him, Jeff, urged Brian. Give him another black eye, said Russell. Bradley readied himself. He raised his fists in the air, then lowered them. He had an idea. Hello, Jeff, he said. Robbie snickered. Jeff stared at him, wide-eyed. Hello, Bradley, he replied. Bradley smiled. He held out his hand. Jeff smiled, too. It was his first honest smile in a long time. He shook his best friend's hand. The other boys were dumbfounded. No one said a word. Andy finally broke the ice. Do you like to play basketball, Bradley, he asked. Bradley looked at him, bewildered. I'm not very good, he said. So? None of us are, said Jeff, patting him on the back. Now we'll have even teams, said Robbie. Chapter 33 Bradley was terrible. He dribbled with two hands. He passed the ball to people who weren't on his team. But worst of all, whenever anyone passed the ball to him, he said, thank you. He never shot at the basket. He didn't dare. Finally, after his team was losing 28-6 to anyway, everyone told him to try a shot. He looked around for someone to pass to. Jeff sat down so Bradley wouldn't pass it to him. Just shoot, he said. The rest of the team sat down too. Shoot it, they said. Everybody on the other team sat down too. Shoot the ball! Bradley raised the bat, faced the basket. His tongue slipped out of the corner of his mouth as he carefully aimed, then threw the ball high in the air. It hit the back of the rim, bounced against the backboard, then dropped through the net. Great shot, said Jeff. Way to go, said Andy, patting him on the back. At first, he couldn't believe it, but then he saw Carla's book lying on the ground at the base of the basket. No wonder, he realized. Everyone headed for the water fountain. Bradley went along too, even though he wasn't thirsty. But then, once he got there, he realized he was thirsty. He just hadn't noticed. Good game, said Brian. You just have to stop passing to people who aren't on your team, said Dan. Maybe you should give the rest of us on your team black eyes too, said Robbie. Then you'll know who to pass to. Everyone laughed, even Bradley. He and Jeff were the last two at the water fountain. Everyone else had already started back to class. As they drank, their eyes met and they broke up laughing. 
How did you get the black eye? Bradley asked after he stopped laughing. Melinda, said Jeff. Bradley nodded. She's strong, he said. Oh boy, you can say that again, said Jeff. They laughed again. My book, Bradley suddenly exclaimed. He ran back to the basketball court where he'd left it. Jeff shook his head as he watched Bradley run away. Life's weird, he thought. He walked into the boys' bathroom and splashed his sweaty face with cold water. He had to hold the faucet down with one hand and splash his face with the other. Colleen Vergold walked in. He stared at her. She looked around, then screamed and ran outside. Jeff watched the door swing shut behind her.